Welcome to Self-Discovery Radio, where the discovery of self is just a show away. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Their Story Matters with me, your host, Sarah Troy, and my guest all the way from Switzerland, Jan Borgstad. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. All perfect. <laughs> Great, wonderful. Now, you know, every now and again, you come across somebody that's doing something extraordinary. And you, we know as women that we need to invest in women. We need to empower women. We need to help women stand tall in their own lives, in their own independence, in their own productivity, in their own purpose. And we understand this as women, and we're out there supporting one another. But when you come across a guy that's doing it, that's putting his time, his effort, his money, his expertise behind empowering women because he understands the true importance of women and the equality for women in this world. It really is an absolute delight. And we have that with here with Ian today. He has an organization called womanity.org and it's all about investing in women in third world countries. He's in Brazil, he's in um, India, he's in Africa, he's in Iraq, and it's all about giving women a voice, a right, an independence, a, a road in which to travel where they can be in control of their own lives, um, and which is extraordinary when you think about how repressed many, many of these women are. And it is wonderful to see this work being done and the effects that he is having um, not only on these women's lives, but on their children's lives, on the community's lives, on even educating that by empowering a woman, you actually are empowering the man and the community. Um, it's a wonderful education. It's a wonderful liberation. So we're going to discuss today Jan's journey. Um, you know, he's a philanthropist, but you know, what did he do to get to where he is? Why did he decide to do this for women? And what is his organization actually doing? So um, without going into your deep bio, because uh, you've done a great deal here, Jan, um, highly successful businessman, um, and a lot of business people rest on their laurels. You know, they make the money and uh, continue to make the money. And you decided to invest it in women. And I would love to know what was that point in that. But first, um, welcome to the show, Jan. Uh, thank you very much for hosting me. And a uh, beautiful accent, by the way, uh, Swiss accent here. Um, and uh, just give people a little background of your business and, you know, uh, what what you have done um, to meet your success. And then maybe that little turning point when you realized what you needed to do. Um, you know, at the end of the day, I've always been somebody who's been questioning what's the meaning of life and what I want to do with my life. So... It's not that when I became successful that I decided to to give back. You know, for me, it's always been, uh, as I said earlier, a question of you know, if if you're given a lot by life, you have to give back. So, mm -hmm. you know, but uh, you know, I started the foundation ten years ago, but for a long time I was saying, you know, I'm I've been fortunate. You know, I sold an internet company. Uh, at the beginning of the 2000, and and then you know business was going pretty well for me. I'm a mix of a real estate developer and also an entrepreneur where I invest in different companies. And I said, you know, if life has given me so much, I need to do something with it. So that's why I decided to start a a foundation. And uh, at the beginning, the foundation was called Smiling Children because I did not know what to do. So uh, we, we, you know, I thought you know children are li those little things that needs to be protected. And uh, and the first program was in Morocco around prostitution and also uh, little girls employment girls between 6 and 11 so I decided uh, you know after you know that was the first program that we decided to do to send back to their family little girls between 6 and 11 and you know one thing leads to another then we ended up going to Afghanistan with Sherry Blair to try to uh, to improve girls education there and that's when we decided to change the name to to have a name that reflects what we do and the name now is Womanity you know it's a mix of woman and humanity exactly and um uh, you know, a really good combination of names combined there. Um, uh, you know, recognizing the fact that, you know, it's, if again, it's not just investing in women, but the children, as you were saying, is that um, it's hard to believe in this day and age that there's still child labor or child prostitution, you know, with so much um, access to um, education today. Um, mm -hmm. You know, it's it's so sad that we're still seeing this, but there's still so many cultures that, you know, are 
unwilling to really embrace you know modernization and especially you know for women or for young girls um, obviously what you're doing is helping educate the children educate the women so that they can actually stand tall on their own lives and um, have a chance at a career that isn't dictated you know by a man uh, you know it's a, the way I see it for me it's this the ability to give the same chances to everybody Yes. Whether they're boys or girls. And I think if you want to create better societies, and as an entrepreneur, I say that is, it's like in a company, if I don't use all my assets, for sure my companies won't work as well. If in a society, half of society is not given the same chances as the other half, for sure society won't be as, um, you know, as efficient and as, uh, as equal. And I, for me, that's the, 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 what we're trying to do is to give the same chances to girls than to boys, you know, as far as education, employment, or, you know, that, that's the, our philosophy. And of course, the, the education isn't just about your one, two, threes. You know, it's, it's very much about kind of um, letting go of certain traditional views that are outdated and kind of learning, I think, kind of respect for, you know, all species on the planet, you know, male, female, you know, animal. I think it's, yeah. uh, it's learning to be a human in many ways, isn't it? Yeah, you know, it's about, you know, in a sense, having empathy and uh, being able to connect to other people. And uh, and the way, we, you know, like you said, it's not only education. Education means a lot of different things. But in many societies, it's just changing the way men look at women. And uh, and also, it's maybe changing a bit the very patriarchal societies. You know, in many places, we speak to to girls who say they, they went from their family to their uh, to their husband. There is no in-between stages, you know. And the and husband chosen for them, um, you know, you know, Taslim uh, Malhal, who, who yeah. I um, did yeah. an interview on, on, on you, know, uh, you know, child brides and, mm -hmm. you know, her standing up against that. And it's, um, right. you know, it's and, and educating her parents on the fact that, no, we don't need to do this anymore. Society has evolved. There's certain traditions that can be let go. And, uh, you know, it's I think when there's a culture that has been so immersed for so long, um, I think it's hard for them to kind of let go and realize that by, you know, um, educating, liberating and investing in your children and in women, you are most certainly going to see a great advancement within the country. Yeah, exactly. You know, and of course it changes. You know, a lot of people don't like changes. Mm -hmm. And of course, when you're changing the dynamic of maybe giving more rights, maybe giving more opportunities to women, you're changing things and a lot of people like to 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 stay in the past and i think it's not pretty it's not very healthy i believe you know we're trying to to really give opportunities to everyone uh, you know and of course in many many cultures the men don't want it because they have control over the women um so of course if a woman gets liberated and can stand on her own there isn't that control anymore so of course it's like what do i do with myself um, whereas, you know, some men actually really do realize that this liberated woman now is, is a wonderful asset to society. Um, and of course, then it trickles down to the children because the children see this empowered woman. You know, you, you're working in kind of third world countries, but, you know, I'm in North America. Um, and we're seeing this beautiful movement of women waking up. Um, you know, taking ownership over their own lives, finding their own meaningful purpose in life that is defined by by their choices and by their calling. Um, it's a movement that's happening around the world. Um, and it's really wonderful to see, but it's still a global movement for women. Yeah, look, it's uh, everyone in every country and every even, every even cities are, are at different stages. And... Uh, and I think battles are fought on, on different levels. You know, it, you know, the problems are not all happening in India and Afghanistan. You know, mm -hmm. if you look at violence against women, the number in the U.S. in Europe are probably even worse than in India because we're talking about societies where the level of education is much higher, but where the level of violence is close to third world countries. So it's not normal. It's even worse for me when you're in a country with so many educated people. You shouldn't get away with. No, the level of one of every four women in the UK would suffer violence in her life. That's yes. unbearable. Yes, and as you said, we, we have no excuse. There is education yeah. here. You know, everybody is taught that right from the very word go, it is wrong, you have no rights. 
um, you know, over a, w a woman in this way. And uh, yet it is still happening. So, you know, we have to look at it. It's obviously not education that's kind of reaching them. It's this, I think, when we're looking at the core of everything, it seems to be a cultural thing. Um, a, a certain, I don't know, does a young man grow up thinking, I'm going to find a woman to rape one day? I mean, what is it that kind of makes it such an epidemic and why are we, you know maybe we need to be educating the men um into valuing women you know we're, we're empowering the women but maybe there needs to be the education on onto the men about understanding those boundaries and those values yeah totally, you know it's about entitlement in many societies maybe men believe they're entitled to certain things and uh, you know i always say you know you you may not be happy at work with your boss and uh, or you're frustrated about something else and you come to the office, that doesn't mean you're going to slap your boss. <laughs> but some people believe, you know, they, they come home, they're frustrated about certain things and unhappy and they think they can release their anger at their spouse. No, you know, but they believe they're entitled or it's normal. So it's also putting like limits, what is normal, what is not normal and what people are entitled to, you know. Yes, it's that yeah. certain right of ownership, I own you. You're my girlfriend, exactly. you're my wife, and so therefore yeah. I can do anything I want with you. And no, you can't. <laughs> you know, that's the yeah. whole thing about it. And I think, obviously, I think kind of the, the core thing of, of all of this is the, the learning to respect and yeah. value. And I mean, you know, let's take, um, you know, sexism away out of it. I think just um, a, a core value of life seems to be missing. Um, and, you know, just it seems to be that life has become so disposable, you know, in, in the fight for someone's opinion or right or religion um, that uh, people have and life, all form of life has become disposable. And, we, you know, we've just lost the scale here completely, um, you know, especially in the countries that you're working in. How do you how do you go about kind of tackling that? It's a, it's a it's a trick one. Huh? I don't know. Uh, you know, I know what we do. Uh, you know, you know. For me, it's the, the key thing, honestly, that we're trying to do, and I think what maybe where we're different than many others is that we're trying to change the way. And I said it a little bit earlier: men look at women. Mm -hmm. I think that you know, convincing women that violence against women is bad, and uh, and that giving them the same rights is normal. You know, I think most women are aware of that. You know, I mean, most. You know, there are some women who maybe. But it's really changing the, the way men look and, and what their beliefs are about what the role of a woman is, what is the relationship. And I think that's really all different. It's really engaging men to change the discourse on the relationship between men and women on many different levels, whether it's in the office, whether it's at home, and whether it's uh, outside. And that um, really needs to change. And, of course, that education needs to be there. And, uh, you know, in order to change a man's wi a mind, you generally have to, you know, to empower the woman because then she'll only change the man's mind and then the men will slowly change the other men's mind. So it's a trickle-down effect, isn't it? Yeah, exactly, you know. Um, one of the things I see that you do, which, you know, obviously as a radio host really, really inspired me, is that you have... Um, a radio station in the Middle East for women, mm -hmm. uh, women make uh, women change makers, um, and it's uh, it's women speaking to other women through the radio waves, which I think is absolutely wonderful because um, you know I know how listening to someone's story um, can really inspire someone to taking their own journey. Uh, you know, this is what this station is all about: people sharing their extraordinary journeys, their redirects. Um, they're you know, overcoming their challenges and to living you know meaningful purpose now um, and it's very very liberating for someone because they believe okay if that person can do it maybe I can do it I'm going to start moving forward so having a radio station in a world that is pretty repressed for women um, I can imagine has a very very powerful impact look it's 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 work on different level at the beginning it was called radio, it's still called Radio Nisa, which is called Radio Woman. And we felt it was create, about creating role model. You know, in societies where women don't tend to work in media and journalism, so we wanted to create role model to, so, to show to women that they can be more than what society wants them to be. That was one perspective. Then the second perspective was to try to generate a debate in society about what's the role of women or what 
knows what women can be. And to do that, we had to engage men. So the radio, no, now 40% of the listeners are men. And I think it's, if I could have 80% listeners men, it would be even better because, like I said earlier, my, the key battle that we have is to change the way men look at women, mainly, you know, especially in those societies. So convincing women is great, showing them that there is a role model out there, that there is other women who can share their stories and that they're not alone. And this is great. But also one of the big battles, like I said, is really to change you know, the way men look at things. Yes. The way women look at violence, the way men look at divorce, the way men look at education for women, for their daughters. So that, that's very important for me. Very. Yes. And, and, you know, and also when the men kind of wake up to this, you know, they start looking at their children in a totally different way. And, mm-hmm. you know, you know it's, it's the old monkey see, monkey do, right? Children will do what their parents are doing. And so, you know, if they see that disrespect, then that is going to be there. If they see that value and respect at the core, that is what they learn. And so the more you reach the men, the more, of course, it has that lovely effect on their children. Um, exactly. And, uh, you know, they're the na- next generation. So the more children that you, you reach, you know, obviously a, a better society generation after generation. So it's a lot of seeding and a lot of watering, isn't it? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it takes time. You know, when you want to change the mentality, you know, it, 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 it takes a while. But there are long-lasting changes, you know. So, and, and, you know, we're not an emergency organization. We work in the long term. For example, we've been in Afghanistan for more than eight years and probably be there for another 10 years. Exactly. And uh, that's, that's another thing that I talk about a great deal on my shows is patience. Um, you know, one, there is no quick fix. There is no quick app. There's no quick solution. You know, um, of course, you know, a lot of mentality and especially over here in North America, you disagree with me, then we eliminate you, you know, and it's there is no negotiation. There is no listening to other people's perspective. There is no opening up the dialogue so everybody can actually have a conversation and start to look at things from other people's points of view, because that's how we grow. Mm-hmm. Right, you know, and and, uh, you know, it's for all this, the the social media and uh you know, access that we have to the world nowadays, it seems to be in a lot of ways the mind is narrowed and it's trying to push that mind open and it takes time, it takes patience, it takes persistence and uh, that is not only in the work that you do but in the work that we do in our own lives, isn't it? Yeah, you know, know, I agree with you, it takes time, it takes effort and and, uh, resilience, you know, things will come at you and and things won't change right away, but you know you need to persist. Do you have these radio um, stations in other countries? Look, we tried to open one in Egypt, in the middle of the Arab Spring. It did not work, so what we decided to do is a radio show, a radio fiction about a little under 30 episodes, the life of a young Egyptian girl who wants to be a journalist mm-hmm. and everything that happens to her. And, um, and we ended up uh, broadcasting it in 10 countries, Saudi, Arabia, Iraq, Syria, Yemen, Jordan, Egypt. And, you know, we probably had a lot, you know, and the same goal was to generate a debate in society. So every episode, it was very entertaining and we had very famous artists on it. But there was a social media concept uh, to it and also a, a very big debate every time, whether it's divorce, whether it's violence, whether it's uh, early marriage. And we generate, we worked with a lot of NGOs on the ground, whether it was Oxfam in, um, in Egypt or other NGOs, to really use that as a way to generate a debate in society about women issues. And there are more, there are more than women issues, there are issues in general, you know. Yeah, exactly. And of course, you know, as you said, you, you, it didn't work one way, but you went to look for another way. And uh, we know, you know, by things going viral, um, how it starts a conversation. And that's what we want. We want people to have conversations. You know, we want people to look at it and go, but this isn't right. Uh, so if it's not right for that person you're seeing on the screen, turn around and look around you. Is it right for your neighbor? Is it right for mm-hmm. your own child? And, you know, get people thinking, get people talking, get people thinking, well, if this is not right, what is right? What can I do about it? Um, as you said, people hate change. And I think the next stumbling block for them is, is how to change. What is mm-hmm. their next step? And that's something that is really needed in guidance of what they can do and where, they, you know, where the resources are. 
look, uh, you know, it's a mix of all those things, and I agree with you, but, it, you know, and sometimes you use mo one more than the other, so. so. So that's a bit where we are. So you've got uh, something else um, going on here, um, Worth 100 Men Radio? Now, Worth 100 Men is the... Is the um, is the 30 episodes that we did, you know, across the Middle East. And um, we're actually doing a, the, the series number two, where instead of being a radio fiction with 30 episodes, we're working as a mix of a cartoon and, uh, and a TV fiction, and it's going to be broadcasted online. So we're working, uh, we're actually de developing the whole concept right now. Wonderful. So it's, and it's going to be crowd... We have a themes per episode, but we're going to crowdsource the, um, all the the show online because we want look seventy percent of the population is below thirty five years old in the Middle East, so we want to engage them in the reflection about what we want to do and help them to create uh, you know you know the, the the debate you know so that's why we do a lot of stuff online. Like I said before, we have a social media team based in Jordan working with us on generating debates in society. So. And, you know, that's where, you know, people can really capture something today. I mean, it's, this yeah. is where we, we really don't have any excuse for our behavior or for anything today because, you know, we just have to go online and we know what's right and what's wrong and we can't yeah. turn a blind eye to things because it's there, it's in our face. And yeah. instead of going, well, you know, I'm only one person, what can I do? Well, we start by changing ourselves and our own opinions and and uh, what we can do to contribute in some ways. And sometimes it's just simply sending some goodwill, change the, you know, the whole vibration. Um, I see you've got um, you know, eradicating girls' labor um, mm -hmm. and uh, starting up a school here. Uh, this is um, what 600,000 child laborers in Morocco, and the girls are under the age of 15, and they work very long hours as domestic servants, yeah. little maids, and course very vulnerable to physical psychological and sexual yeah. abuse um, you know if that's all they know that's you know all that that they you know it's purely survival isn't it um, if they're given an opportunity to pursue something else then the you know that direction to, to embrace that knowledge and find another way out is something that is um, quite liberating for them yeah, I mean, it, look, in, uh, in Morocco, it's very hard to know the numbers, you know, and there are many different numbers, where it's 600, 500,000. What, you know, that's the first program that we, we started doing. And, uh, and I think the, the most important is, uh, is around education, because a lot of parents who send their daughters as little maid, they don't know that what's going to happen to them. You know, they come from the r rural environment, and people come to them and say, you know, you have six, seven, eight kids. I can put your daughters in a wealthy family in... Uh, Marrakesh or Casablanca and she's going to go to school and everything and she never goes to school. She just end up as the maid of the house, you know, so, and then, like you said, a lot of things can happen, you know, so uh, a lot of them become runaway girls because, you know, the certain things happen to them and uh, so it's, that, that's why it's important, you know, to, to, for, to educate people. We want to educate parents and tell them, you know, look at what's happening to your daughters, you know. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, one doesn't give birth to a child and nurture them and, you know, and watch them grow to become enslaved or, you know, victimized. Yeah. So, yeah. And, of course, as you said, half the time they don't realize that this is what's happening um, and, and probably don't even have any, you know, feel any empowerment to do anything about it. That's the sad thing. Mm -hmm. So exactly. it's uh, giving them a way out, giving them another option. Um and I think that's one of the important things is, is you know, people just not knowing what they can do, what is available for them. You know, they just mm -hmm. look at their own survival, their own poverty. They're, you know, it's getting that next meal on the table, yeah. you know, surviving until tomorrow. So, you, you know, talking about opportunities or advancement or, you know, that there is a way out of it for so many people. It's just far too far-fetched for them. Yeah, exactly Exactly. So, you know, what are some of the, you know, wonderful success stories that you, you've seen come out of this? You know, you've been doing it now for 10 years. I mean, I'm sure you've got a few delightful stories. Uh, you know what? I like to talk about my failures, too. It's too easy when you do development work to talk about your success. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, you know, yeah, I can, you know, 
I could always tell you about the success, but we had failures. Example, you're talking about the little maids and uh, girls, you know, employment. You know, we decided to uh, to go to a certain region where they had sent a lot of girls to big cities, like Casablanca, Marrakech, and to uh, tell them, okay, we're gonna bring back. You know, if you want to bring back your girls, we'll we'll give you like twenty dollar a month to cover for school, book supplies, and everything. And uh, and what we actually created is parents came to us and said, oh, my daughter. He's in Casablanca. Can uh, can we bring her back? And actually, they had sent their daughters there, ju- and then they came to us just to get the mo- the monthly stipend. Uh-huh. You know? So we actually created the problem ourselves. Mm-hmm. So we ended up changing the program by giving only school supplies and food instead of giving m- money. So um, so that's you know one of the failure. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you know, you always have to think that never take yourself seriously. First mm-hmm. of all. And never, you know, I think when you're doing good, it's too easy to say, oh, I'm doing good and it's great. No, you know, the key question is whether the dollar that I'm spending could be spent more efficiently or also whether, you know, I can always improve the program and try to do, to do it better because they're not, it's not a business, but, you know, I'm, a, I'm an entrepreneur and I want to look at uh, what we do as always being improved, you know, measuring the impact of what we do, but also trying to see what can be done you know, more more efficiently, you know. It's, uh, you know, we have the responsibility to help people and if we want to help more people, we have to really look humbly at what we do. So that's in, in terms of success, you know, I think the radio is a very interesting one because, you know, now the radio is going to be break-even. So we have, we're the fourth largest radio in terms of audience, you know, in the West Bank and Gaza. So, you know, it shows that, you know, you can do radio with a social conscience mm-hmm. in a sense and also get advertiser and get people to listen to you. So that's one of the you know, a big success. I think in Afghanistan also, the first school that we work with, who had like 6,000 girls, the largest school for girls in Afghanistan, ended up being the best school for girls, but also one of the top five schools in Afghanistan, the only girl school in the top five school in Afghanistan. So, and, and our goal was really to show that girls' education is not about numbers, it's about quality. Yeah. Because a lot of people came to Afghanistan after the Taliban fall and said, oh, Girls, you don't go to school. We need to put as many boys than girls in school. Okay, that's great. But if you put as many girls than boys, but a lot of them drop out, or their quality of education is much poorer than boys' education, it's 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 a it's a fake thing that you're looking at. You know, yeah. we we want to look at depth, not not quantity. So those are some of the example of the, the I think the interesting things you're doing. Whether does their success, you know, yes, I think uh, you know. Hopefully, we can inspire other people. And and that's what it's about, yes. And I like the fact, I mean, it's because of your successful entrepreneurism that, you know, you are running it like a business, but the people are your profit. And, you know, for everybody, everybody's life that, you know, is better is, is you know, the, the product that goes out. Um, yeah. and, and I think this is what people really need to understand, you know, and especially industries need to understand, is that when you do invest in your people, you know, your people not only will give you the great greatest product you can have they'll give you loyalty you've given them a sense of purpose and identification you're respecting the work that they're doing so they're going to take pride over it you know it's such a you know a win-win situation where the company will grow because the people in it are allowed to grow and be recognized and i think slowly industries are beginning to to look at this and understand um that it isn't about you know profit at the expense of people it's invest in the people and your profit will come. So Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, and it's about having a, you know, a, a sense of duty. You know, if life has been good to you, you need to give back and you want to create a better world. Exactly. You know, I always say, you know, a lot of people go, oh. money is evil. And I go, no, no, money oh. is money is money. It's what is done with money. Money is energy. It, it money is, is energy. It is. It, it enables and it's what you do with that money. That exactly. counts, and you know, go and say to people, go and go and make a shitload of money, and you know, give half of it away. You know, which is what we do. Um, you know, when we do make it, that's our policy: is is um, to generate somebody else's opportunity. You know, uh, let somebody else have a possibility, because that's the only way we're going to grow as a society. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, and I think. Again, as you said, investing in the women, investing in the children is educating the men. And then the men are seeing not only the value as a woman, as a woman, but uh, as a woman in the workforce. And they're realizing what a contribution that they are. And instead of having this just one narrow 
perspective, the male perspective in all business, having this woman's perspective, you know, balances things out. And and you're seeing so many more women entering the workforce that used to be male dominated. And you're seeing not women having to become like men, you know, to be in the position, but being embraced as women because of the the way that they look um, at business and also the contribution to it. So it's really a lovely growing society. We'd love to see it grow a little faster, but it is happening, isn't it? Yeah, it's uh, look. We're changing things one person at a time, and um, I do what I do, uh, and hopefully, like I said before, it's going to inspire other men to get involved and understand that it's not about controlling women, but it's about you know giving chances and inspiring women to be more than what many people want them to be. Mm-hmm. Yes, and more than what people want them to be. Um, yeah. You know, and that's the I think the the importance is is. Um, we can't dictate, you know, what a person is going to be. I think all we can do is seed and water and guide and uh, yeah. you know, let that person discover what they're here for. You know, I always say as parents, we're custodians of our children. We don't own them. And the more, yeah, you know, the more we love and nurture and, and enable them, that you know, it is their life's journey. They've got to discover what they do. But the more mm-hmm. you nurture them, the more you seed and water them, um, it is quite extraordinary what comes out of people, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, it's, you said what you said is Khalil Gibran, you know, that you don't own your children. You know, you're just like here to help them, you know, and they make their own life. You can't, you know, live your life by proxy towards your children, you know. So, no, you know, no. you give them what they can and, and then they make it or they don't. But, you know, you're not responsible. Yeah, and allow them to make their mistakes because yeah. that's how they Is learn, it? as you said. You know, from making mistakes, you realize, okay, that doesn't work. You, you know, we need to make those mistakes to actually understand what does work. Um, yeah. And they're not failures, they're just redirects. Yeah. Um, and, you know, in this journey for all of these people, there's going to be many people that, you know, will, will stand up and start running and then fall down. But that's, again, part of life's lesson. You know, it's getting back up and continuing on. That is, you know, the true challenge of life. Mm-hmm. Which is crazy. Look, failing, you know, I'm, I always says, you know, we, 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 we need to fail. Mm-hmm. Uh, if we do all our programs as success, no, there is a problem, you know. Yeah, because then it's not kind of addressing something. And, and also by, by you admitting failure, uh, which, you know, it's not really failing. It's just kind of realizing that didn't work. Um, so failure can be quite a harsh word. Um, and, being, yeah, and willing to redirect and, and try it another way is a great lesson for everybody out there because mm-hmm. you're not meant to get it right the first time, right? You know, you learn every time you do something wrong, you realize, okay, that wasn't the right way, but this is a good ingredient. That's a good ingredient. I'll put it in the next dish. <laughs> and you just keep cooking until you find the perfect dish. Exactly. It's about having the humility to know that we don't know. So we make mistakes and then we try to improve based on that, you know. And even when you have something that works right, you always have to constantly um, be investing in it to evolve so that it stays with the times and doesn't become yeah. arcade. Um, I think that is probably one of the big challenges for humanity is to understand, like energy, things have to flow and they have to continually grow and it isn't just investing something today and then forgetting about it it's constantly watering and nurturing so that it will continue to grow tomorrow exactly so i mean i can imagine the the joy that you have in seeing you know even 10 years you know how much impact that this has had um you know were there any young women that you were working with 10 years ago that now today or you know in big careers or having families, you know, truly liberated today? People that have touched no. your heart? <laughs> Look, many people touch my heart, but at the end of the day, I try not to make it personal. That, uh, you know, it's not about one person. And, uh, yeah, we can always take that amazing girl that, uh, you know, was the, you know, the success. And we try to create role model. But, uh, you know, for me, it's, it's uh, at the end of the day, it's trying to... Uh, give opportunity to as many girls as possible, you know, so, you know, yeah, in Afghanistan, we have a number of girls, you know, who never expected to go to university, you know, maybe two or three, one of them ended up 
you know, best in her school at uh, the, the, the doctor schools, you know, school of medicine. So, and she never expected to even, uh, you know, mm-hmm. be, a, be a, to have the ability to go to university and not even less to become a doctor. So, yes, it's a, those are the stories, but. You know, for me, it's all the unrecognized stories that are often more important, you know, because it's not, you know, it's great to have that extra girls who become a doctor or uh, or head of research in a big institute, but it is all the other one that maybe do less, yeah. but that are much, you know, and you create that scale, you know, of, you know, 10, 50, 100 women. Yes. Yes. I mean, just, you know, raise everybody's elevation, you know, exactly. no matter what, and everybody benefits. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You know, where where do you see the most resistance you know, to this, um, to this change? Look, uh, a bit what I mentioned earlier is that, you know, some people, uh, some men believe they're entitled to, uh, to certain things and that things do not change. So it's uh, in the patriarchy, in a sense, I see the resistance. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've chosen, you know, these third world countries that, you know, have, have really obviously a, a bad reputation to the, towards women, but, you know, how do you see that being on par with kind of so-called civilized and West, you know, civilized, uh, educated country countries? I mean, this patriarch and, and this, you know, ownership of women, it's just changed face, but that's still very much there. Yeah, I mean, look, on many levels, things have changed or in our societies, maybe not to the level that we want, but things have, you know, if have changed. We have to recognize also. We can always look at the glass half empty of a full, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think yes, there is a long way. I mentioned the issues about you know violence against women and our number of issues. But let's look also at all the progress, you know. Uh, and uh, and I think that's what should I would want to focus on because that's what gives me hope that things can change, you know. And, you know. So that that's you know I, I tend to be a more positive guy than uh, negative. So mm-hmm. that's th- that's what be. I look at. Um, so, like, if you're, you know, with a bunch of men, you know, what what would you actually say to them in order for them to kind of shift that perspective and start changing their minds? Um, no, that it's not about power. At the end of the day, all our world is about power, you know. Um, so, l- let's control. If you empower people, they become better and it's better for you. And I think for a lot of men have to realize that it's, they're going to create a better society, so it's going to be better for them. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe they think they lose certain things. They have nothing to lose. They have only things to gain. That is completely true. Absolutely. You know, you always find it funny how kind of they respect their mother, but that same respect isn't onto their wives and their children. And I go, well, if you respect your mother, you know, and now your wife is a mother, you know, why isn't yeah. that respect there? And it's it's kind of weird the way that thinking is. But I think most of the time, you know, like all little boys want to be loved by their mother and father. They all want to be recognized for who they are and encouraged in life. All children are out there to please their parents, you uh-huh. know, and to to get that recognition of, you know, achieving or, or doing something and I'm here, you know, love me. Yeah. Um, so, you know, the more we, we put that in our children, that it isn't about the sexes, it's about the love and respect you know, we're giving them a wonderful tool and foundation in which to grow on. Yeah, you're so right. You know, it's all about love. You know, you love yourself, you love others, and you create a better world. So, and, uh, but, you know, it's, we go back to, to patriarchal. You, you need to respect your mother, but probably you don't need to respect your wife the same way. That's what's strange. But, yeah, I know. Uh, yeah it's, it kind of seems a little bizarre. Um, yeah. But, you know, I think, again, it probably comes back to that old arcade thing of, like, I own you. Um, yeah. You know, and of course, you don't own your mother. It's the other way around yeah. <laughs> in, in, in exactly. certain people's eyes. So, um, it's again, it's just changing thinking, isn't it? Everything comes down to yeah. change the way you look at something. Be willing to open your mind, and the more you open your mind, and you realize how beautiful it is when it's based on love and respect, and not on sex or power. Um, we realize how much we actually empower each other and the community and therefore, you know, the global. Um, it's it's a wonderful thing to see when people raise that elevation of respect and love and how much they achieve amongst their community, amongst their own society. Exactly. So it's something that we, you know, we need to be doing around the world no matter, you know, what you know, what country we're coming from and and people need to always understand it. It starts with them. 
um, you know, we need to be the change that we want to yeah. see. And so, and see how much, how empowering and how beautiful it is when we are. Um, I can imagine that doing this is probably many, many ways kind of been so much more accomplishing um, than even your own success in, in your previous business. Look, I, I'm still doing business, you know, and uh, and I like it. And I, what I like also is the diversity, mm-hmm. the two things together. So for me, they're not one or the other, you know. I yeah. learn in one uh, in one sector, I learn in the others, and I create try to create bridges between my business world and uh, and uh, my philanthropy. So you know, for me, I'm a I'm a I'm a whole person, and uh, the wholeness makes it that I use it for both, you know, and exactly. I learn from both, and I grow with both. Exactly. If it works in one, it's certainly going to work in another. It's a tool, exactly. right? Yeah. Yeah, so it's learning to use those tools across the board and not just for one thing. Um, you know, again, that's been open-minded and that's, uh, you know, looking at all the opportunities, uh, you know, that can, can be done from something. Um, exactly. you, there are an awful lot of, um, you know, organizations that are coming up now. I recently interviewed uh, another gentleman that started up um, a foundation, you know, to empower women, you know, education courses and, and all of that. And it's, and it, you know, it's truly delightful to see, you know, as a woman seeing men get behind women. Um, it, are you actually seeing this as a tide in the sector, you know, where people are realizing that um, this is where it needs to be? Are you seeing this more as being an embracement coming from, from, you know, male or from, you know, corporations that have perhaps been very heavily male dominated in the past? kind of opening up the doors to women? Look, I think there is a more open-mindedness for many people, you know, and, uh, you know, yeah, whether it's a trend, yes. Uh, yes, I mean, it's hard to know where it's all going, but uh, I believe there is a certain trend. And I think, like I said, you know, I'm trying to to to, to stay positive and look at that, that there is a number of people who want to, to do that, you know, and... Um, and uh, it's a it's a journey of uh, of a group of people, and hopefully, like I said, I can inspire other people to do it with me. Exactly, you know, it's great when people go, "I like what you're doing. Let's sit down, share with me, so I can duplicate it somewhere else." And you know, it isn't about territory, is it? It's about okay, yes, this works. Take it and run with it, and see what you can do with it. And you know, the more people are out there doing it, you know, obviously, the further it's going to reach. Yeah. It's an a glo- it's a, you know, it's a it's a team effort. You know, I can do it on my own, but I'll be much more effective if I have other people with me. Exactly, um, and that's uh, the beauty of it. You know, when people come together with the same kind of philosophy and the same intent, it's incredibly empowering, and it's quite mm. amazing what people can get done. Yeah, As you exactly. say, I mean, you know, forty you know forty percent of the men listening to the radio on you know educating of of you know of women and embracement of that that is a huge number when you look at the culture there and uh, you know it will get up to that 80 percent because i think from an outsider looking at that that's already a great achievement Mm -hmm. um you know and uh, i think you know one of the huge things that we have to stop doing is is you know looking at Sex is, you know, yes, it, we are differently made from man to woman, but our needs, our desires, our hopes, and our dreams are the same. And, yeah. you know, that's why we need to put our energy is on those hopes and those dreams, you know, for a better tomorrow for everyone and mm-hmm. work and collaborate together. Um, I see also that you are very much in for the equality of the sexes. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, for me, it's not women's rights, it's human rights, you know. Yes. We're giving the same rights and the same chances in life. It goes back to my point of creating societies that are better and more equal. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's the whole thing is, is that um, superiority, you know, has to go. You know, there yes, there are some people that are maybe more gifted in a certain area because that's what their gift is. Um, but this whole thing about this hierarchy of I'm more superior, so therefore... I will rule over you, you know, it's, I think, becoming an arcade thing. Um, people are realizing the empowerment is in the collective, isn't it? Uh-huh, yeah. So the more we come together and empower each other, each of us will find the gift that we're here for and, you know, bring it to the table. And uh, yeah. and that just empowers everybody. As I said, you couldn't do what you do on your own. You need, 
you know, other people to work with you. And in doing that, that's how you manage to reach so many people. Exactly. So what's your, your next thing? Where are you going next with this? You know, for me, within the program that we have, we're trying to scale the program that we have. So we're not, I'm, I'm not saying we're going anywhere else. We're just trying to focus on the, we have four programs, Afghanistan, the using media in the Middle East. We have an award on violence against women and we have our program in India and Brazil to help to scale a social entrepreneur. And those are the four programs and it's just, Trying to do those programs already better and with more deaths and improving them. If we have disability, that's already going to be good enough. Exactly. So kind of perfect what you're already doing and allow it to grow. Exactly. And you know, be that beacon of light that you know other people can go. Okay, you're doing that in these countries, but we can take the same kind of concept and bring it over into another country, oh. and uh, you know, be that um, that inspiration for others. Which is you know, mm -hmm. this is what it's all about. Is as I said, I'm seeing so many organizations now kind of stepping up and realizing, you know, that we have to empower our future. Uh, exactly. If we want the change, and that is empowering the people. And, uh, you know, and allowing those people to really, you know, be all that they can be. It's, uh, it doesn't really matter. I think we're all third world countries, so to speak, when it comes to yeah, this kind of thinking. And, it, mm -hmm. you know, we have to kind of look at it and, uh, you know, stop you know stop the sexism stop you know the religion getting in the way um you know bring back humanity and act as human beings that unite our heart and our soul in our activity and put out that positive energy and work exactly. together because that's really what is needed and uh, i am you know through the people that i interview i'm seeing these changes happening and it really is heart lifting um it gives me great hope for the future and uh, you know you keep seeing news around the world of things that are happening but it's you can almost see the crumbling already happening can't you you know the ivory towers the big huge powers that can be um, the cracks are showing because people are realizing we can't give all our power to this one person who's an ivory tower that isn't investing back in us we're going to have to do it as a community we're going to have yeah. together as a people yeah, it's all of us together and uh, it's a fun ride yeah exactly um, and very, very empowering. I think kind of one yeah. of the most gratifying things is to see a life changed. Mm -hmm. You know, somebody who was down and out and, you know, really kind of in despair or, or not feeling there was any reason to live and then seeing yeah. them embrace life, you mm -hmm. know, in hope, in opportunities. Um, that is wonderful. Opportunity is a huge thing. If somebody yeah. doesn't have an opportunity to go to school or to grow or to get out of the, the hole they're in, um, then they're going to be forever stuck there. There's a lot more opportunities that need to be given. Totally agree with you. You know, we need to, it's about, you know, empowering people, you know, not telling them what they should do, but sure, you know, giving them the ability to be what they want to be. And what, they, what they're designed to be, because we're all designed yeah. to be something. <laughs> exactly. And, uh, and it's part of, you know, I always talk about servitude, you know, not being a servant to life, but being of mm -hmm. service. Uh, and the more uh, empowered you are, uh, more you've got to contribute. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, it, you know, it's about filling up the tank so you can go further. You can't drive somewhere on an empty tank. So it mm -hmm. does start with empowering yourself first. Totally. So obviously you work with a great deal of women you have a great deal of male support here. Uh, your countries that you're investing in is most certainly growing and you know proving itself to mm -hmm. to really expand on that. I love all these. Um, so these are, are these little video movies that you're doing or are you doing uh, like radio um, shows? No, no, they're going to be they're going to be on uh, on YouTube and uh, and we're working with a great company in the Middle East uh, called Lapis and uh, they come out. They're an offshoot of an Afghan company. And they they used to create uh, content with a great social impact. So, mm -hmm. and what language are you doing these in? They're going to be in Arabic because the goal is to uh, for it to be in the Middle East. You know, so right. same countries we did before. So, Saudi, Iraq, Syria, Yemen. You know, Jordan, Egypt, Bahrain, uh, Palestine. We know how impactful seeing someone else's story can be, mm -hmm. and uh, you know it's not only showing that story but then showing kind of that solution yeah. in, in a lot of ways you know through this you're 
you're ha putting your hand out to help people stand up. Mm. It's not a handout, it's a hand up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so Ian, it's not just watching this and going, okay, that's that person's story, but there's me, who's here for me? It's, mm -hmm. then, it's then they've got the resources, you know, to, to reach out and take that yeah. hand. Um, but of course, they, you can't do anything for people without free will. If they're not willing to stand up, no. you, you can't, can't do it for them. them. No. Exactly. Yeah. You can enable them to walk the path, you know, guide them on the path, protect them on the path, yes. but they've still got to walk the path. Exactly. Um, you know, if, if this whole thing of, of giving back is something that's always been very, very dear to me. And um, there's a few projects I've done with always that in mind, even what we do with the radio station is the same type of thing on a, obviously a tiny weenie scale yeah. because we're needing to fill up our tanks so that we can disperse yeah. more fuel. Um, and it's, but it's very, very gratifying when you see that somebody has had, um, you know, maybe in, in one interview, there could be one statement made by somebody and it has an impact on someone and it becomes their, their gear, you know, first gear, mm. just to get them walking forward, just to get them out of where they were. Um, and I think that's what people have to realize. It's, it isn't a leap and a jump to success. It is literally standing up and learning to put one foot in front of the other and embracing the journey. It's not about mm -hmm. the destination, is it? Exactly. You know, it's about enjoying, you know, whether, wherever we're going to end up, we're going to end up, we all know. But in the meantime, let's enjoy the journey and try to have a meaningful journey. Live in the now. This is the gift yeah. of the present. Exactly. exactly. And what we do today is, is what our tomorrows are going to be, and they're also yesterday's memories. So it's very, very important that uh, we pay attention to the now. And it's not just in our action, it's in our thoughts, isn't it? It's um, in our dialogue, it's in our intent. Yeah. So, um, you know, seeing this empowerment, you know, as I said with Taslim and her story, how it empowered um, Harriet Kubata with what she's doing with her story matters. There are so many people out there that are being the voice for people who up until now haven't had a voice. And by even just saying, I see you, I hear you, and I'm going to give you a voice is already hugely impactful. Yeah, you have a very good point. You know, it's, you know, and also for people to relate, people, you know, yeah. saying, I'm not alone going through that. Other people have gone through that and then they came out of it. Exactly. And then it's, well, how did they do it? I'm going to take the same journey or I'm, yeah. going, to, I'm going to at least get up on my feet and start walking yeah. forward. Um, mm -hmm. It's realizing the hell you're in, you yeah. don't have to be here. You can release those chains and take yeah. that step forward. And uh, it's that empowerment and also, I think, permission. I think that's a huge yeah. one. Permission to move forward, that you don't have to be where you are. You have the permission to move forward in life, which I think is really important as well. Um, and, um, you know, 10 years on, uh, you're seeing, as you said, all these people now empowering. It's going to be really interesting in another five, ten years to see the children that are being affected and mm -hmm. the community that they build, because obviously the future is for the children. Um, yeah. And uh, it really would be a great impact to see what happens with them. Um, so you're, you've got these little videos going out. Um, yeah. And uh, so, um, do you have anything yet that can be posted, or they're still in the process of being made? No, they're still we're still in the process. We just agreed to the project about three weeks ago. So, okay. So please do let me know, even though it's in Arabic. Yeah. I, you know, love yeah. to post it because obviously there's yeah. still a lot of Arabic-speaking people yeah. over here in North America and around mm -hmm. the world. So, um, you know, for those people, it's um, see it and be inspired yeah. because maybe now. Yeah. In your affluence, you can go and help somebody else, and that's the whole point. You know, might not be able to help somebody in the Arab world, but you know that there's somebody in your world that yeah. needs help. I think exactly. also the other thing is stop assuming just because we're a, um, a, you know, a Western culture or meant to be an enriched country that there aren't people in need in your own back door. And uh, it's willing to step out of your own comfort thing and help somebody in any which way you can. Um, mm -hmm. So one doesn't have to be a philanthropist on the scale that you are. We can be that in our own lives, can't we, you, you, as an individual? You know, it's uh, all at our own scale, you know, and yeah. it's not... Uh, I see too many people saying, oh, I'll do that when I have more time, more money, whatever. No, let's, do, let's start to do things now and all at our own scales. Yeah. 
Yes. Uh, you know, a lot of it, too, I think, is, is just their approach to humanity and to yeah. each other. You know, smile, say yeah. hello. Um, Give compliments, you know. Yes, be confident, uh, you know, be respectful. Um, yeah. And, you know, uh, see people. I mean, just walking around looking at your text phone all the time. Um, you know, acknowledge people around you because very often that, yeah. it, that can be a difference between somebody feeling alone and feeling that they're seen. Um, mm -hmm. or be willing to listen to somebody's story on a park bench. The whole thing is participate. Um, and you never Engage. know the impact you have. Engage, exactly. Because that's how you really have an impact on the world is um, one doesn't have to be the big philanthropist exactly. doing what you're yeah. doing. We can do it ourselves just by sheer kindness, right? A little yeah. kindness goes a long way, um, a very big way. Well, wonderful. Would you uh, let everybody know um, how they can find your organization? Uh, you know, if there's anything that they can do to participate or donate. It's um, a, you know, the, it's a womanity.org. Yeah? So W-O-M-A-N-I-T-Y.org. And, uh, and that's the best way to reach us. Okay. And if people want to contribute um, either physically or financially or anything, mm. they can just go through. Everything is on our website, yeah, and they, they can reach us and uh, you know you're as you said you're in, in these other countries um, but even if people you know want to talk to your organization and how you do it because they want to duplicate it somewhere else yeah. you know it's what uh, whatever they're inspired yeah, to we do. would love to exactly. exactly we love people to replicate what we do and work with us exactly uh, because the more we do the more we empower yeah. uh, the more exactly. we uplift and the more we become a solution to the world's problems right exactly yeah it is up to us um, and uh, when the more we participate and engage, uh, the more we're going to make this happen. So um, it's not just listening to your story and go clap, clap, you're doing a great job. It's now looking at ourselves and going, what can I do? Yeah. And that's the important thing. Um, so for the people that are out there that are living in their darkness, understand that there is light. And for people that are living an affluent life or even just a life that is comfortable, there's so many things mm -hmm. you can do that don't involve money, but involve mm -hmm. kindness and respect that helps people move forward and it's just a question of getting out there and doing it exactly well i thank you so much for you know thank you very much for time. giving me the opportunity and uh, congratulations for all you do thank you very much and wonderful work that you're doing and i really hope that it inspires many many others and and on what you're doing here um even just the radio thing and how it gives that voice 40 40 percent men listening hey i think those numbers are fantastic um and so, you know, the world is changing and it's becoming yeah. more and more embracing. And the more and more we act and to participate in this, the more we're going to make those changes. So I thank you very, very much for sharing your story with us. Okay, with pleasure. Thanks a lot, Sarah. And uh, let's keep in touch. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Perfect. Thanks, Sarah. Hey, guys. Yes, exactly. Until next time, folks, it starts just with a little kindness. Um, nobody has to get out there and do the big thing. Start with the small things. It makes a huge impact. So don't forget, be kind to yourself and share that kindness with others. Until next time. <laughs> Thank you. Hold on. Just make sure this is out. Okay, great. Well, I'm so glad we finally got to do this. <laughs> yeah, it's okay, wonderful. And um, I'll send this. Um, I'll send this link over to. Uh, your friend, what happens is uh, you're actually going to go up under shows coming right now so people can already see the bio and everything. And then the audio gets added on the 21st of uh, July. And it, it features for a week. But however, once that link is on there, it can be listened to anytime once that audio is on there. All right. So um, thank you very much for doing this with me and, uh, and sharing it. And, uh, you know, all right. Thanks so much, Yant. Bye-bye, love.